Hey, everybody. We're back. Star Wars Year by Podcast, where me and my buddy Steele, it's a bit of a, a Star Wars history podcast where we go through the Star Wars Year by Year book updated and expanded edition. It's been a little while since we've done one of these. Um, it has, which, yeah. which, led, which, which led to a, 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 an array of errors for me uh, this morning. But uh, we'll, oh, really? we'll go into that, yeah, or this afternoon, I should say. And, um, you know, we're both busy guys. We've been trying to hit the content a little more, so we got one of these scheduled. Um, currently, we are going to be wrapping up the year 1985. One of my favorite weird periods of Star Wars history is the time in between, say, you know, the end, like Return of the Jedi and when the EU stuff sort of kicks off and Star Wars sort of slowly starts ramping back up. The dark so, times. Mm -hmm. How mm -hmm. tall fan of you. Well, I just think I like it because so much weird stuff happened, right? Like, like, yeah. So, so it has been a while since we've done one of these. This is episode thirty, Hordes. Ooh, divided by three. Divided by three. So, um, normally it's on our Patreon, but we put every third episode up on our main feeds. So, um, you know, the best case scenario is that someone listens to this and goes, "Hey, I want to go back and experience the previous." all those years of star wars 29 other episodes so that's mm -hmm. the best case scenario you can watch it on uh, youtube as well click the link um <coughs> pardon me so because we've been doing the the mando reviews and all that sort of stuff so that sort of was taken up our um our, our dual podcast time for the week yeah well i so, mean between the last one we did and and today there was obi-wan there was andor there was oh no way Amanda. yeah i mean like you got to think there's so much stuff that's gone on since the last time we did one of these so wow so many star wars emotions yeah <laughs> mm -hmm. wait we haven't done one since obi-wan i don't think so i think it was right before obi-wan before celebration last year that we did one wow so this is the first one where you know the truth yeah yeah it sure is <laughs> I'm still waiting for that video that you you shot of me calling you when I found out. Ah, oh, yeah, I've got to get yeah. That's I I hope over the next couple of months I can um because I've got all this stuff mm -hmm. from all the filming days on Obi Wan, not on the set, but just before and after. Right, and that first one you did was real good. Oh, cheers! Thanks. Um. Check that out on the YouTube. But so it has been a while, obviously. And so I look it up on my, I've, I look it up on my podcast feed and I just, you, you know, you just search year by. So it will come up with the last one. Episode 29, 1985. Uh -huh. So I'm like, and, and it was the mid. So I'm like, okay, so it's the last month. It's December of 1985. So I get the book out and what I do is I take photos of news articles we can talk about. So it comes up on the YouTube and um, I'm, I'm going through and I'm like, like trying to work out what to take photos of. And I'm like, there's a lot of articles on this page. A lot of stuff happening in, at the end of 85. There's like Empire's End comic book is coming out, came out and there's an Energizer Bunny uh, Duracell commercial and um, this young Jedi Academy book was out and 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 
uh, Kenner toys were being reproduced. Um, that ain't vehicles. the right year. That ain't the right year. It was the end of 1995. Oh, I can't wait to get to 1995. That's a good period too. But so, so I've I, I've been all over the place in the DeLorean today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, good. There's a lot happening. Like, and this on out this page. I'll, I'll whack it up for everyone to look at it. But um, this book, you know, it's like a, a book size, like bigger than A4 or whatever, you know, whatever your paper. Why has that gone to the, wait there. That's better. Um, StreamYard's got a few new features. It's looking, it's looking great, you guys. But um, so this, the books, you know, it's, it's, it's like, you know, that book size, bigger than A4 book size. And on this spread that we're about to do, they've split it into two columns per, per page. So on the spread, there's four columns. So because like, there's, and there's big pictures. Mm-hmm. Up in 95. It's chock full because there's a lot going on. Dude, it's four columns per page. Oh my God. And the photos are so small. So I was like, I don't know how the end of 85 is going to turn into a double episode, but there's a lot of <laughs> articles here. So um, the, the, this is how sad it is, how um, slow it is in 85, is that we're talking about how many news articles there are 10 years in the future. That's how slow it is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's a little bit of, I mean, there's some stuff on here I'm a fan of, and, and there is some cool stuff going on, but it is, it's the dead period, man. Like I said, you know, there's going to be some lean years until the early 90s. But it's also something I'm really excited to look into because of some of the weird stuff they have to put in there to fill out the years. All right. Do you want to hit us with the first one, Horse? Yes, I do. Marvel Comics in October 1985. Marvel Comics Star Wars series hits a centennial milestone with issue number 100. The story, First Strike, involves an attack on the rebel base on the forest moon of Endor by a new threat, the extragalactic invaders known as the Nagai. Ooh. Still going on. Still kick, kicking two years after Jedi. <laughs> I, so I guess they just moved. Like after Return of the Jedi, they were like, yeah, we just live here now on Endor. This is our place. The locals are cool. Yeah, it's one of those things, like for the Ewoks, it's just like just another bunch of humans mm-hmm. set, setting up shop with their mm-hmm. spaceships. What's up with that? And Seems also, creepy. like all the Imperial stuff would have been blown up. So there's already a lot of wreckage, yeah. like on, on their tranquil forest moon. And then old gentrification skywalker (laughs) yeah (laughs) i gotta say that's a pretty good cover though that's a pretty cool cover for the 100th episode or 100 issue it's such a good cover that i was going to bring it up as well oh yeah the the way it's sort of like that washed out Mm -hmm. watercolor i don't know that much about art but um because it doesn't crave detail it's better Mm-hmm. And like, there's less they, to get wrong. 
like sort of the um, plant. I guess that's a planet or, or just the sphere in the background and how the Millennium Falcon and the other ships are sort of following the shape of that. Like it sort of leads your eye around the cover just to notice all the cool details. Like, uh, Yeah, I thought it was Endor. I think you, I, it probably is. Because down um, near Luke's chin, there, it looks like there's a massive land. Yeah, yeah. I think you're right. Um, some interceptors, a Y-wing. It's nice to see on some of this 80s art a Millennium Falcon that's scaled like the Millennium Falcon. Mm-hmm, and not the Kenner Millennium Falcon. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah you, oh, rip I a just cover. Noticed. Special R- double-sized 100th issue, by the way, Hawes. Uh, R2's little head is poking up over Han's head, I just noticed. <laughs> okay, but he's just peeking over. We we do have to reference, who's this bad guy here? Um, mm. He's the head of the Nagai. Um, and, and he's rocking out. He looks like, is it Khan? In yes. Star Trek 2? You just nailed it. I was looking at him trying to figure out what he looked like, and it's with, Khan. With like an Andy Warhol wig. Mm-hmm. And... Um, an like, eye patch. Yeah, but it sort of just looks like a leather strap with a police badge over yeah. his eye. So quite the um, quite the character. And, and this is after he... that Whoever... I know that guy's quite famous, but he played... Because... <laughs> Wrath of Khan, that was like, so like 79 or 81 or something like that. I feel like it was between Empire and Jedi. So I think 81 is great. And that was Ricardo Montalban, by the way, that played Khan. Now, um, a bit of disrespect here in the captioning halls. I'm not sure if you picked up on this, but um, at the bottom of this page, did we say what page we're on, by the way? 126 for all the sickos like Catherine Neen that want to follow along. Shout out sickos. Um, A true sicko wouldn't need to be told what page it was. That's true. So um, down the bottom, how this, I got to say, StreamYard, which I use, Hawes, Mm -hmm. this new layout deal, it's a a visual delight. Yeah, it's nice. The pinks, the vibrant pinks. Buddy, when I, I looked down at my book and then looked up and I saw the little image of me as R2-D2 and I was like, what is that? Oh, like it <laughs> took, I thought it was part of the book for a second. Thumbnail. Mm-hmm. Um, or no, it's not a thumbnail. It's a watermark. Yeah, watermark. Yeah. yeah. Um, but there's this image of... What is these... Are they like robots? Yeah. The Nagai? Or are they men in suits? Are, are they? No, they're macabre. No. no, no, no. They're in suits because you look at their hands and there's like, they've got fingernails. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. 
Oh, weird. Yeah, but anyway, so one of these um, Nagai, um, they're all suited up in their battle armor, and they're, and they're a lot bigger than a human. And um, they've got two Zeltrons by the throat, almost like Cain or the Undertaker, you know, about to do some double choke slamming. Mm-hmm. And um, the caption reads, Hawes, two Zeltrons have second thoughts about aiding the Rebel Alliance. Now, I don't think that Star Wars year by year, Pablo Hidalgo expanding, needs to expand so far to speak for the Zeltrons, who in defending the galaxy might be like going... We have honoured mm-hmm. our people mm-hmm. with this noble sacrifice. I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Um, I have a question. The hell is Luke wearing, man? That orange getup. He had some questionable fashion choices post Return of the Jedi. Also, that saber's blue. Hey, with great freedom comes great. Mm-hmm. Vigilance He's like, I, I want to become. I want to become the guy that wears an orange jumpsuit everywhere. Well, he's, maybe it's a marketing thing, and he's like, "Well, that X-wing suit that sold pretty well at retail, mm-hmm. um, and those Bespin fatigues, pretty dope." Mm-hmm. Let's Whoa! combine. Let's get it. Why don't we get an orange nylon Bespin fatigues? Ooh. I, I always felt like Bespin Fatigues was the most wearable of the Oh, yeah. Stuff. Right? <clears throat> yeah. The jacket looks comfy. You know, the pants, they look kind of standard pants. That Return of the Jedi suit looks very slick. I don't know that I would be comfortable in it. See, the only th- with Bespin Fatigues, it's a bit double denim with the, the mm-hmm. whole matching deal. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, well, you could just take off the jacket and you're rocking cargo pants. Mm-hmm. But then, to our knowledge, all he's got on underneath there is a tank, a tank top, top. Yep. and that's that's a no go. Yeah, yeah, that's I I I doth not. Yeah. So anyway, Zeltrons don't speak for him. Yeah, give him a little more credit. Um. Oh, I can't believe I I gave I got the short straw for this next one because it's a wild caption. You want me to take care of it for you, buddy? No, I'll, okay. I'll give it. A, I'll give it a bash. Okay. Uh, Mishima, uh, October fourth. Mishima, a life in four chapters, produced by George Lucas and Francis Ford Coppola, is released. Directed by Paul Schrader, it tells the story of famed Japanese writer Yukio Mishima, who committed a ritual seppuku suicide in 1970 uh mishima's suicide is suggested through the imagery of blood on paper optically composited within the titles by i l m now at the oscars Mm -hmm. in your documentaries when they celebrate the work of ilm You don't get the uh, the Mishima suicide sequence spliced in that often. They sure don't. They sure don't. Something tells me it's pretty brutal. Never seen this movie. I think I'm going to check it out, though. 
are you really? Because if you look yeah. at the cover with um, Yuku <coughs> with his um, headband on, what would you head? Yeah, is that? I know. Yeah, headband. I, there's there's definitely an official term for it, but I don't know what it is. And brother, it ain't headband. Mm-mm, it ain't headband. That's for sure. And the look on his face. It just seems it's too stressed out for me to well, ever buddy. have time so, to watch. Do you know what seppuku is? Uh, no. Okay. I'm not going to explain it. It's not appropriate for... Probably not appropriate for YouTube. Or me. Probably not appropriate for me. It's a, it's a ritual suicide that um, samurai would do when they felt oh, they were um had had dishonored themselves and it's buddy it's brutal that's all i'll say it no good should have stopped minutes ago whores mm-hmm. um all right uh whores <laughs> Ooh, Light- let me add it lighten the mood you're you're wanting me to do october 18th uh yes October 18th, the 8-bit Nintendo Entertainment System, NES, is released, ushering in the next generation of home console gaming. The NES brings a much-needed boost to the video game industry. In Asia, the NES is known as the Family Computer or Famicom. Uh, And then later on, it sounded so good, the Super Famicom. Super. Buddy, have you? Okay. So this is a big deal. This is a big thing, right? I love consoles design, right? Like it's something that I, I'm a big fan of, right? For the NES and the Super Nintendo, we got shafted because the Famicom and the Super Famicom, their designs are way cooler, I think. What shape is this? That one right there? That's, is that is that American? American? Yes, I think that's everywhere but Asia, is what the NES looked like. Kind of like a, almost like a VCR. See, what happened right was, in uh, the early '80s, there was a video game crash, right? And so, when Nintendo wanted to bring the was it, was it Bandicoot related? No, it was uh, E.T. related. Oh, no. Yeah. Um, When Nintendo wanted to bring the NES over to the U.S., they did their best to make it look more like... Can can I just say one thing? Mm -hmm. I just... E.T., right? Mm -hmm. How can something so good be so bad at everything else? Right. Like the merchandising of each, like it is just, like they're only sort of just, like when you go to Universal now, they're mm-hmm. like, yeah, we've got a little bit of stuff, bit but, of, yeah. but they miss decades. Well, and did you ever get a chance to ride the E.T. ride at Universal? No! It was pretty good. Jackie said it was dope! It was dope. It was dope. So, Nintendo- And I just so want Harry to go on it. Mm-hmm. But I am going. Um, I'm going to Nintendo World tomorrow. Ooh, jealous. Let me ask you. Um, is it st- is the ET 
ride still at Universal in Orlando? It might be. Might it. Um, so anyway, Nintendo, they were real nervous because of the video game crash, right? Um, and so they did their best to redesign the NES to look more like sort of consumer electronics and toys, right? So that's why when the Nintendo first came out in America, it came with Rob the Robot and the Zapper. So it came with this plastic robot next to it. Mm -hmm. Did it actually change the games? Yeah, you could interact with Rob the Robot in the game. There was a game called Gyromite, and there was no, but it, it did. It, it didn't change the cartridge for you or put a cartridge. No, in. no. So like in Gyromite, like you would do stuff on the screen, and Rob would move physical blocks and pieces. Wow. The, yeah, it sounds cooler than it actually was, but. <laughs> still pretty cool now <laughs> um because I'm, tr I'm trying to remember if we got maybe for the later ones i think we got the japanese shape and your shape's different so you guys definitely maybe, maybe got, like super nintendo or something yes you guys definitely got the um the super famicom style Super Nintendo, right? Um, and we got the ugly gray and purple one. Um, oh, and it's quite rigid, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I see it in the like, because you know, like now video games are like sneakers. There's, there's like a video game, like a collectible video game shop now down mm -hmm. the end of the street on Melrose. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I... yeah. Um, but yeah, so this is the classic Nintendo with the um, that orange gun for Duck mm -hmm. Hunt. Yep, uh, and Hogan's Alley, and well, honestly, there was a few games that you could use the uh, the Zapper for. Not a ton, though. Um, through through my life, I'm not, I'm not a big gamer, but I did love arcade games mm -hmm. like the like you know for a quarter all that good stuff and pinball. I, I was never partial to the shooting games. Like where you're actually holding something, mm -hmm. um, you know, now you go in, you go into like the mini golf now and, and kids have got like Uzis and they're yep. like, and they shake. It's, mm -hmm. it's just, it's, it's quite. The um, only traumatic. one of those I really liked was the Terminator two one. That was pretty dope. Um, because it was kind of, you know, the opening sequence of Terminator 2 with all the endoskeletons. It's like the, oh, yeah, in the future. That's what the game is. And you got the gun and you're shooting at those. Um, me, me and Harry play um, a Jurassic Park one where you're in like, a, you sit down in a Jeep mm -hmm. and dinosaurs are, are coming at you. There is this one, right? Mm -hmm. It's um, It's like a fishing hunting one. And you've got a rifle. Mm -hmm. And between the rounds, these girls come out in bathing suits. <gasps> Is this Big Buck Hunter? Maybe. But um, so uh, Rosebud Mini Golf, where I grew up, picture the scene. Mm -hmm. Not many games in the mini golf. Mm -hmm. So Harry wanted to play that one. As, as one of these girls comes out, my mum walks up and just like just goes hmm this is an interesting one <laughs> <laughs> that's funny it's like man Ugh. that very in like it's just like i don't want to be I, I it's just so 
like alpha a male. Cor- yeah, it's or a little corny, for- right? Yeah. 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 Not my bag. Not my bag. For a family putt-putt. Um, but that right there, the, the original NES, that is extremely my thing, buddy. That's where I played my first Star Wars video game was on the NES. And it wasn't a very good one. Was it Empire or? It was just called Star Wars. Okay. Um, as far as like Atari, because Atari was before this. Yes. I, I feel like this Nintendo's the first one that still has playable games. Yes, because, listen, I respect the re- Atari. It's hard to go back and play those games. They're too yeah. rudimentary. Yeah, it's just all, like, splotches. Yeah. And, um, but, um, you know, like Mario on this Perfect. is like, yeah. ba- banger, all-time mm-hmm. banger. Mm-hmm. Castlevania, Punch-Out, Zelda. Like, this is the dawn of a lot of classic video game franchises that are still around today. Like you're not getting uh, pitfall, new Pitfall games, right? But you're still getting new Mario games, new Zelda games. Pitfall was dope, though. Pitfall is a good game. Pitfall is dope. Like if there's an Atari game you'll get me to play for at least a little bit, it's Pitfall. That's those, a good game. Those Gators, that mm-hmm. Scorpion. Mm-hmm. Dude, ma- the black magic of running down in those caves. Mm-hmm. It's like you you just time warp three stages. Oh. Who knows what's going on? All right. Um, I will uh, hit this one. A Battle for Endor, November 24th. The two-hour Ewoks, The Battle for Endor, debuts on ABC. A sequel to 1984's The Ewok Adventure, also known as The Caravan of Courage, Australia, it features darker tone with a family of Sindel with the family of Sindel Tawani being killed off at the start of the film <laughs> and the gigantic ground battle with an army of evil marauders. Directed and co-written by brothers Jim and Ken Wheat, the film stars Wilford Brimley of Summer of Hit of the Summer Hit Cocoon as a gruff spacer. Spacer. Joe Johnson is the movie's production designer and second unit director, while Phil Tippett is the creature supervisor. Many of the monsters in the battle for Endor, including a winged condor dragon and a number of dinosaur-like blurgs, the blurgs, are brought to life through traditional stop-motion animation. ILM's Michael McAllister wins an Emmy for outstanding visual effects on the battle for Endor. This is where we get Teak, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That little rascal. I just remember, because this would have been, uh, I rented this, right, as a kid. Show up at the video store. Oh, my God, there's two Ewok movies. Why didn't you tell me about this, Dad? And he's like, well, there's a reason. But you can rent them if you want and find out on your own. Um, and I just remember how brutal the opening scene is, because the, remember they all have those, like, proto apple watches where each member of the family has a light on the watch that represents them and then they fade out each time one of the family members dies mm-hmm. i was like "Ooh, that's brutal because they all die the um well you know why i feel like somewhere in the back of my head i know why they killed them all off 
It was because Amanda Lucas like liked Sindel the best. Way to go, George. Good on you, man. Yeah, that's what Mace uh, Tawani, Eric Walker, told me on um, when he came on for an episode, which I think yeah, is on I YouTube that. as well, actually. It's mm-hmm. like it is. It's like episode 150 or 200 or something like that. Um, back before, I've lost count. I've given up counting. Because mm-hmm. there was so many different types of episodes. Like on the Patreon, mm-hmm. there's, there's like 800 episodes or something. I know. So... It's ep- welcome to episode eight hundred and seven. Um, yeah, so that was uh, that, that was his uh, prognosis for the way things panned out, and um, like, what sort of is it? Wasn't it a bizarre fever dream, especially when you couldn't just Google stuff and you had to hire the videos? So you might only watch them, you know, mm-hmm. every three years. Saying take. What a bizarre fever dream. And and Wilford Brimley and The Witch. Like, there's a lot of weird stuff going on here. Have you ever watched, speaking of Phil Tippett, have you ever watched that Vice documentary they did about him on YouTube? It's really good. But, the like, the literal opening scene is him going, I took a lot of acid while I was making Return of the Jedi. And I was like, oh, that checks out. That checks out, buddy. <laughs> that really he, checks out. He was on um, Mark Maron once. It was, it was very good. Oh, that's cool. But um, it was... Uh, I, I, I don't have memories of seeing this in the cinema, although I'm pretty sure I did. Mm-hmm. I've got well, very... Well, we dis- know you saw the first one at least yes yes because um there was a couple um getting to to third base up the back nice. that, I, that i worked out when i got a bit more uh, older um very empty but i i feel like i did go to see this at the movies but i just don't have the the, mm-hmm. the memory of it but watching it you know in later years Killing off the whole family in the first five minutes. Brutal. Yeah. Like, And and you know what's funny? Do you remember? So it must have been... Was it just before episode three came out when they put Star Wars out on DVD for the first time and it had like the Empire of Dreams documentary Mm -hmm. as a bonus disc? Remember they also put out a DVD of Ewoks the cartoon and droids and they put out a dvd that had both ewoks movies on one disc like you flip the disc and very expensive now very expensive it's the only way like that's the only way well no they're on um they're on disney plus now yeah that was the first time i watched those movies like oh really when i when i wasn't a kid was when they came out on dvd and i was like yep just as weird as I remember. And they're mis I have the disc that's mislabeled. So like they're they're labeled wrong. So you gotta kinda guess to figure out which movie's gonna start playing when you put it in. Really weird. Oh, oh that is odd. Well, I always kept up on that stuff because the the Star Walking um fan club in Melbourne, when they'd have their meetings like every like three months or two months or something, they'd have a library and it would have like all these VHS 
like all the movies, all the documentaries, mm. cartoons, like edits people had made of like news articles and, and TV specials. So I'd always just get, every time I'd go, I'd bring back one tape and just grab another one and, and just watch that. But mm. hey, obviously we're, we're dry um, for stuff. So I'm even going, but it came up in conversation. When that trilogy came out on DVD, whoa, buddy, dude, I went what, to what, the, the gates were open, just that documentary dude. and the night that came out. So that DVD came out, um, the same night as also a big Star Wars game. And I'm trying to remember what it was either ba- the original Battlefront 2 or Republic Commando, I think it was Battlefront 2. And I went to a midnight release at a Sam Goody, which is a retailer that no longer exists, right? And I was the only one in line at midnight to get Star Wars on DVD and Battlefront. And the guy that was working was even like, well, I guess we get to close earlier than I thought, but I really did think there were going to be more people here. And I was like, well, sorry, buddy, I'm out of here. I got to go watch three movies and a documentary before I go to bed. You can get you, you went first in line for a giveaway or anything like that? No, nah, they didn't do a single giveaway. Dang. Oh no, you know what? I did uh I got a Django Fat Mini Bust. Now that there I think go. about it. Yeah. Yeah. Hey. That's gotta be kicking around in storage somewhere. Um and that that Empire of Dreams documentary, top tier. Top tier Star Wars documentary right there so good i always think of it the long shots of hollywood boulevard whenever i'm up there because now it's so different like there there was like a car park where you could see the cars Mm -hmm. on hollywood boulevard like which is just like hilarious to think about um but uh just looking at this picture of Sindel and Wicket with a bunch of Ewoks in the background. The the way Warwick Davis tilts his head in like that a suit, dog. Yeah. Like it's just like Wicket. Mm-hmm. Wicket. So do you know what her EU story is post uh Ewoks? It's Andor's sister. No, no. Do you remember when people were trying to say that maybe she was um Captain Phasma in the speak. Do you remember that theory kicking around <laughs> that she's going to end up being Captain Phasma? Um, so one of my favorite things to do when I can't sleep is I'll look up an obscure Star Wars character on Wikipedia and just see. I think she becomes a journalist after oh, the Ewoks really? movies. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's, if I remember correctly, she becomes a journalist. That's delightful. Right? I was, I was bracing. She shows up in some EU books. Really? Yeah, she sure does. What a scoop! Not in, in not a big role, but yeah, she shows up a couple times. Wowzers! Where does? When is this? This. So, if I understand correctly, these are before Star Wars. These are prequels. Yeah. Okay. I'm pretty sure they are. Because didn't they at one point say they were like a hundred years before? 
But that doesn't make sense because Wicket's there. Yeah, and he's like he's not he's not a Grogu. No. No, it can't be too long before Star Wars. In my head, it was always like, like as a kid, it had to have been before Return of the Jedi, because otherwise there'd be Imperials. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just trying to get her into Mandalorian season four in my head. I, I think you could do it, couldn't you? Oh yeah. Yeah, so like, okay, let's say this took place a year before A New Hope, right? So that dude, that would be sick to have um, Mace. And, and, oh no, no, Mace died. He's dead. <laughs> oh no, what if I was trying to get? I was trying to get Eric a job. <laughs> uh, um, so yeah, it takes place a year right before A New Hope. So that would mean by Return of the Jedi, it would be she would be four years, five years. Yeah, five years older than Ewoks. And then what? Whatever the time between A Return of the Jedi and So she'd be about 20 for about yeah. now, now in the Mandoverse, I'd Thereabouts. say. Yeah, oh yeah, let's get her in there. All right, I was going to suggest the um the actual actress, but I don't th- I'm not sure about 20. Well, they might have to cast her in like the Ray movie. Oh. Sindel... Do you think Ryan Johnson expected Broom Boy to be in episode nine? I don't know. That's a really he, good question. Because he was in the Trevor Hour one, yeah. Wasn't Broom Boy in that one? You know, honestly, I can't remember. Because I remember, like, Ray gets blinded, right? So she becomes, like, that whole blind samurai type thing like that whole deal <laughs> and totally I forgotten there, that i think there's this whole thing with maybe she has like a almost like a prologue or something where she has a an academy or something i can't remember i just remember that general hux lost the star wars oh you remember that's in the script that says general hux realizes he lost the star war Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Are you serious? Yeah, that's in the script. Well, I, yeah, I I guess you can't express, like, they're not going to say that in the movie. <laughs> no, no. Oh, that'd be really funny if they did, though. Not um, in a good way funny. Yeah, no. Um, all right, let's hit um this is a bizarre one november uh, 25th yeah is it you want me to take this one is it your turn oh yep. yeah okay you yep. go yeah lawyers representing lucasfilm meet with the u.s district judge gerhard gassell 
to seek a preliminary injunction stopping groups from using the phrase Star Wars in advertisements about President Reagan's strategic defense initiative. Lawrence Hefter states, Star Wars, Your Honor, is a fantasy. It's something that doesn't exist. Hefter also claims the ads which associate the film series with the missile program will cause children and parents to tend to shy away from Star Wars. Now, speaking for myself as, mm-hmm. as a child during this time, and I, 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 you know, I'm in Australia, so we're just mm-hmm. watching it. You know, it's on the other side of the, you know, it's, it's in Disneyland land, fantasy land. Um, the whole Ronald Reagan's missile, missile defense system being called Star Wars, um, it, it didn't cause me to shy away from Star Wars, but it did make me more pro-missile defense system. <laughs> right. Man, Ronald Reagan had a thing for Star Wars because, you know, he also referred to Russia as the evil empire. Dude, branding. Love it. Yeah. And then that led to... The Rage Against the Machine album, Evil Empire, which is really good. <laughs> Something positive came out of it. Great. Um, but yeah, I, I I remember like hearing about it on the news and stuff and mm-hmm. just like, oh, talk about Star Wars. Like just hearing Star Wars get spoken was um, was riveting stuff. And I just like to imagine him sitting there in the office being like, really worried about missiles. So what if we put satellites in space that could shoot lasers and blow up missiles, like in that Star Wars movie? Can we give, Matt, can we give them some money to try and make that? Pretty good idea. His plan does sound like an Atari game. It does, right? Missile Command. Missile Command, yes. Missile Command. All right, well, there's, there's sort of... It, it's so, such a light period for star wars as we get to the end that um one of the featured items and i and i fear to um bring it up for fear of um Uh, reprisal yeah but it's um december 16th mafia shake-up (laughs) disney reporting in Mm -hmm. that's bob Iger right over his left shoulder right there look at him that's bob Iger. golly gosh um, notorious mafia boss Paul Big Paul Castellino and his underboss Thomas Bill Flotti are shot dead outside the Sparks Steakhouse in New York City. I like a I like a good street murder story that makes me hungry. You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yum. A little steak, a little homicide. Great last meal. Like, you'd hope they'd be leaving, not going in. Oh, that would be a bummer, right? That's cold. That guy on the right, he definitely just finished a good steak. Look at him. Look at the dude in the middle with a mustache. That's my dad. (laughs) Um, Fellow mobster John Gotti, who allegedly organized the hit, then takes over the running of the Gambino crime family and becomes the most powerful mafia boss of the era. John Dapper Don Gotti is known for his flamboyant style and a media profile previously unknown in the mafia. So, um, yeah, 
tough times in Star Wars news. What did they think of Return of the Jedi? That's what I want to know. Yeah, yeah. How you? They should really tie this in. Like, I get it. Jabba the Hutt, he's a gangster. Um, Was the mafia um, uprest uh, due to a lack of big screen entertainment? Could be. Could be. They went and saw that that movie about the Japanese writer. Got them all fired up. Yeah, what a... What a what an odd spread of stories. Mm-hmm. Yo, this is why this is going to be some of my favorite stuff to cover until we get to Shadows of the Empire. Ooh, I just took a little peek. See it next next year. Ooh, that second page of eighty six has a banger. We're not going to spoil it. Ooh, ooh. Oh yeah. Ooh, oh, damn. That's a good one. But um. <sighs> So we are at the end, but uh, for some reason at the end of the year, I think they were so, like, they just had so much spare space that there's just these two bizarre spreads over the page that will do whores. Mm-hmm. Now, the first one, how would have this hit you in 85? Darth Vader on the cover of Dirt Bike magazine. I would have wanted a dirt bike. Was is the dirt bike called Droid? Because it says Darth Vader and Droid. It must be right. I don't know. Has it got a little the, caption? The three ninety automatic Husky's weapon for the motocross Star Wars plus the Stuper Bowling Heats one twenty five USGP and Bimbo Part Two. Hmm? Hmm? Well, this is actually um, dirt bike October nineteen seventy seven. So that's that's like getting out there early with Dirt Bike Magazine. Then why is this after 1985? Because there was nothing happening in 1985, <laughs> horse. Not Fair even enough. Dirt Bike Magazine wouldn't have done a little man and spun out mud at Darth Vader in 1985. Probably, probably. This other, this I do not like this other, this next one. I don't like it one bit. Is this because as a bearded man, you do not like to see your others shorn? I just don't like that. I, that doesn't look right. Who is that guy? That's not who I think it is. That's not him. It looks like um, someone in AI said, do George Lucas without a beard. Right. It looks, it, 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 it's so just for everyone listening to the podcast, it's the cover of Disney News and it's George Lucas is sharing his galaxy inside the Magic Kingdom. So it's um, about Star Tours because they got Rex in the background. True Rex that. Droid. Spring 1987. So at least this is still not in 85. But still, at least era appropriate. I don't like but that though. George Lucas is freshly shaved. He's got a one of the most 1987 ties I've mm-hmm. ever seen. Mm-hmm. And it looks like he was in, um, he was double booked for another photo shoot where he was bearded. And the other photo shoot wouldn't let him out of his um, obligations. So they had to um, CGI off his beard, um, Superman style. (laughs) It It looks to me like he's about to try to sell me an IBM computer. He looks like he wants to sell me something. He wants to sell me on his 
galactic future. Look at him, whores. I don't like, I don't want to. I've seen enough of it. I don't like it. <laughs> I do not like it. I don't like it. Mm -mm. Not a fan. But, uh, uh, now, come on, man. We don't. Sure. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. For those listening on the podcast, he's just zoomed in to, hold, to mm -mm. George's eyes right now. Mm -mm. All right, Hawes, he's gone. He's gone, all right, buddy. All right, all right, good. Whew. Bearded uh, George Lucas can't hurt you anymore. Is Bearded George Lucas in the room with us now? The um, You really coried out on me there. I don't like it. I do not like that George Lucas without a beard. All right, well... Also, not even at the end of um, 1985, you, you, not, not even any also-ins. I know. They, they were like, oh, Lord, should we? Can we just call it like Star Wars every other year? Can we change <laughs> the name of the book? Year by year, except 84 to 89? Uh, Star Wars year by year, Ariel 36-point edition. <laughs> now, Hawes, um, mm. I know you're a bit traumatized after George uh, laid eyes on you, um, the chinned one himself. So I will give you um, the uh, the right of way to do our patent. <laughs> mm -hmm. The skip ahead. The um, We jump back to the future and we skip ahead to a mysterious page to um, read a hand-picked story. Uh, 256. Whoa, that's chunky. That's a big, that's a big page, buddy. You'll immediately know what era it's in looking at this page. God damn, we are in Revenge of the Sith. Lava, key mm -hmm. art, <laughs> territory. Fire, tribal fire territory, worst figure packaging known to man territory. Jeez, though, whores. <laughs> yeah. It features one of the toppest tiers of collectibles. Darth Papas? Darth, Darth, Darth Potato Head? You idiot. No? Are you serious? Oh, no. The R2-D2 cooler. I didn't even see it. Dog. Oh. What are you doing? That is very good. I've never seen that. No wonder it's in Japan only. In Japan, there's a specifically made R2-D2 Pepsi machine with lights and sounds. Oh, my God. Read the next line. That is The next line after lights and sounds is uh, the ultimate Star Wars collectible. The UK's Virgin Airlines releases four Star Wars-themed vomit bags. While Ziwa in Germany issues the first ever Star Wars toilet paper. I got to get you some of those bags for Mandalorian when Mandalorian comes back, buddy. Wow. Um, imagine um, how much that Star Wars toilet paper would be worth to a YouTuber. 
Imagine Paul every time they 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 desecrate on Star Wars. Get out the t- another another slice. Can you spare me a slice? A, a slice. What am I trying to say? A square. Uh, 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 a square. Yeah. A Can, slice you, of toilet paper. Do you care <laughs> to share a square, Kathleen Kennedy? Why another square gone? Well, that'd be a great podcast format. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's that. Wow, that is, it. There is so much lava, so many flames, so many tribal flames, so, so many Vader masks. You know that I bought that that one there on the page, the Darth Vader voice changer mask. That was one of my purchased pieces of Episode Three merch on mid at midnight when all the stuff came out. Oh, the voice changer. Hmm. <laughs> How old were you? 2005 was 22. (laughs) Without a care in the world. (laughs) Used to wear it going through the drive-thru and stuff. Did you really? Oh, yeah, man. Oh, my God. Wow. That that now makes it awesome. Mm Mm-hmm. I just thought you were sitting at home going, I am your father. No, I loved it, though. I loved that thing. I got... I got that, and I didn't get any figures, but I got, what were those? Star Wars Unleashed. Do you remember those? So they were kind of like. Oh, terrible. Yeah. So 90s. So 90s. But I got the Anakin and Obi-Wan that connected and had like the lava going, flowing around them and stuff. Yeah. So they'd be like stylized, like 10 inch unmovable figures that the lightsabers would be like. Mid-action. Yeah, so they'd got, be they'd like they'd be drooling across mm-hmm. the plastic would simulate some sort of comic action, um, trying to be like a McFarlane toy. Yep, that's exactly what they were trying to be. And so I got those. I got the Anakin and Obi one in their duel. I got the voice changer helmet, and I got um, I did buy one three and three quarter figure, and it was the deluxe one that was Vader on the operating table. Ah, interesting. I was like, I got to get that. The only thing I bought, I bought a Darth Vader on card. Mm-hmm. And that was the only thing. I, I went to Midnight Madness at um, Chadston Toys R Us. Oh, oh. And um, yeah, I just got that as a keepsake because I was out of t- like Attack of the Clones. I was done. Killed it for you. Not, not the movie. The it was collectibles. Yeah. The toys, yeah. They were bad. The Attack of the... Like, the Revenge of the Sith toys were better. The packaging was bad. The toys for Attack of the Clones were really bad. And I remember, so, like, at Midnight Madness for Attack of the Clones, I got a Jango Fett, I got an Anakin, and maybe something else, right? And I go home, and I'm like, about to take these bad boys out of the package. Take Anakin out of the package, and his arm comes off. Yes! And I was like, are you, are you kidding me? Well, all right. I just got spoiled. I guess he gets his arm cut off. Exactly me. Yeah. I was like, what? It's a magnet. It was meant to happen. This is clearly a spoiler. I'm pretty sure that was like, that batch mm-hmm. was the last figures I bought. Yeah. I, so I, I got those, and I don't remember buying any figures until that Vader on the operating table for episode three. I didn't seek out any more figures after that. I didn't get back into Star Wars figures, figures until Black Series started coming out. 
Well, yeah, I because I, they just they brought too much out. And so mm. that's when I was like, I'm going to just get the, the vintage ones because mm. they're never going to bring more of them out. Little did I know that after <laughs> five years of petitioning, they'd take my uh, idea and, mm-hmm. and, and sort of half get it right. Half. Three quarters, I would say. Where's my Darth Maul, mate? Now, that is a good, a good question. When are they going to start doing the prequel ones? Where's my Kylo Ren? Also, or a Ray. Anything. Oh. 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 oh, Vintage retro Ray. Awesome. Oh, my God. With the telescoping lightsaber? No, they don't do telescoping. Oh, that's right. Unless it's... They did when they redid Vader in Farm Boy Luke, but they don't do it for the new Yeah, when they're just copying them. Mm -hmm. I think it would be interesting if they brought out updated versions of those with the new lightsaber i think so too i would buy them that would be cool that would be cool because there's only three they have to do right farm boy luke Mm -hmm. vader Mm obi-wan boom you're done you could go the other way if you wanted but jedi one with oh no that would be sick with the green right telescoping green But with the black, <laughs> yeah, it would look. I think it would look a lot. Yeah, I, I, I'd rather go the other way. I'd rather see, um, like Darth Vader holding a lot. God, it would look so weird for a vintage Darth Vader. Although I, I do. Oh, actually, no. I've got one right. I, I literally have one standing over there because I got the retro. It must be the Obi Wan Kenobi Darth Vader. Oh, and they did him holding a saber instead of telescoping saber. Yeah, and he's got a fabric cape instead of a vinyl one. Ooh, that's cool. So it, it that's probably the closest you're going to get to if they redid a Vader for Return of the Jedi's figures back in the day, right? Yeah, but then like Obi-Wan Kenobi from Obi-Wan Kenobi, he's got a um, like a blue clip-on lightsaber. You know, like a classic, like a Bespin Luke one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the the Revel lightsaber, the, the, it's, it's wild. A wild bit of orange, yeah. uh, red plastic. Um, But yeah, oh my stars, April 2005, a lot of Darth Vader imagery. Yeah, a lot. Sith happens. Oh, dude. Oh. Um... Yeah, I it's it, it's it's not to my taste. Not mine. I, I'm so sick of the Vader mask, like, like I have. Es- especially in that, like, <laughs> like it's not in a star, like it's not in a classic Star Wars way. It's like this isn't your daddy's Vader. Bah! Like, mm-hmm. I have two pieces of promotional material from the episode three error that are standees like bigger than life size one is for mountain dew in diet mountain dew and it's yoda with his lightsaber and one is for pepsi and diet pepsi and it's the episode three vader with his lightsaber and they're huge like if i were to put them up they'd probably almost touch my ceiling they were in kmart and i managed to get my hands on them when they were done with them and i've got them all like because you know how you can like 
like they get shipped flat to the stores. That's how I've got them stored right now because I don't have room for them. One day those bad boys are going to be out though. The um, they're bad. The art from Revenge of the Sith. It was such like what 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 twisted the knife was that was the last Star Wars film. The promo images, they were the last new ones they put out for like what was it sixteen? Was it how long was the gap between Revenge of the Sith and ten um, years? Ten years. Okay, so not that, but like so we just had like eight years and that of, of yoda with a, that the 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 extreme yoda mm-hmm. and that goofy looking vader with the small head like that's the thing that sticks out when i put that diet pepsi standee together is like how weird that vader costume looks because it's the one that's kind of like you'll know it it's the promotional image you've seen a ton it's almost like a side profile of vader holding his lightsaber and his like capes blowing behind him and just the proportions look weird. It's no good. Yeah, well, that Revenge of the Sith one, it's like I'll see it and I'll know it's the Revenge of the Sith one, but I don't know why I know that. Right? It's something about it doesn't seem right. Same thing with the Revenge of the Sith Chewbacca, by the way. Oh, weird. for sure. Oh, weird. But, but he's meant to be younger. Yeah, but still. 30 some... years. Oh, no, 20 years. Still. Something doesn't look right about uh, Chewbacca. Put, putting Chewbacca in was a big call. <laughs> you know, I honestly don't like. I don't mind the idea of Chewie being in and being in it. Like, because I've always wanted to see the Wookiee home planet. Well, like that the, was cool. But I, if 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 I'm gonna massage it, one of the Wookies is Chewbacca. But you but don't Yoda, point it out. Yoda doesn't know him. Fair enough. Fair enough. Like, like you can give him a rah, rah, line to like another rah, to another Wookiee, but I, I just when it's like, oh, thank you, Chewbacca. Like it's just like, mm-hmm. come bro, Chewbacca. But even hearing Yoda say Chewbacca is a little yeah. Weird. They're just they're Chewbacca. not in the same yeah. Like galaxy, like it, it, it. They're just like they're in the same, but they're separate just mm-hmm. through how we've experienced them and just joining them up. It was just like, oh, bro, it would have been so much doper if um, it was just never said it was Chewbacca. No, unless it was in like source books and stuff. You know, yeah. Like no one goes, Oh, are you celebrating wicket? Even though right. I, I can't believe I'm um, complimenting <laughs> the rise of Skywalker for no reason. <laughs> Um, but in that scene they're doing the hold over new it's why um i'll say this why did you ever see what sorry did you ever see the i guess it was concept art for early development stuff for revenge of the sith where they wanted to have a young han solo on kashyyyk as well with Chewie. brutal thank god right thank god they didn't do that no good terrible all right Hawes. um we've uh we've gotten through next um 86 oh actually i just did the same thing i just turned to the next page of where we were looking at in 2005 or whatever and i'm like oh it's (laughs) (laughs) jam-packed but um all right well 86 
It'll be, mm-hmm. um, I'm sure we'll hear about a lot of other movies. Nothing to do with Star Wars. Yeah, unless, it, but it'll be like, and ILM did one special effects sequence on this movie. You know what I mean? They'll find something to connect it sometimes. Man. ILM. Jeez. Uh, all right, yeah. So as uh, we were saying, uh, there's this is now the 30th of this um, exciting rambling concept. And um, most of them, a majority of them, are available on uh, video as well. But mm-hmm. uh, they're all there for the audio on our Patreon. So you can go through the whole thing. And, and bro, if you're after tangents, you're going to find them. You want to know about Carl? <laughs> oh, oh boy. Do we got something to tell you about Carl? Good old Carl. I've, I've still got the slide. There he is, Carl's Corner. Sheesh. You do think that is Carl, don't you? No, I know that's not Carl. <laughs> From what I understand, Carl was a little of a bigger guy than that Carl. Yeah, a bit more rotund. Yeah, the, um, yeah. All those half-price uh, uh, meals. They'll do it to you. They, they pay off in ways you don't expect. Uh, Hawes Blue Harvest podcast on uh, all that and your streaming endeavors. Tell us all about it. Yeah, check out Blue Harvest wherever you listen to podcasts. You can catch me streaming. Typically, my schedule is Wednesday through Saturday at twitch.tv slash Blue Harvest Pod. There's a ve- I do want to plug, there's a really big stream coming June 2nd because that is the day that Street Fighter 6 releases and we have a bunch of special guests scheduled to come hang out on that stream it should be fun so tell me about this street fighter six horse mm-hmm. are we is the camera moving is it classic like still 2d like still from the side so it's not a 3d fighter it's just updated graphics controls new characters some returning classics that sort of thing it looks how, great how do you what, what what system is this on um, I will be playing it on PlayStation, but it's going to be on everything. So PlayStation, Xbox, PC. How does that work with all the special moves if you change systems? Are you just like... Well, buddy, I'm glad you asked. Because... Oh, I'm glad you got. I use an arcade controller. Got you. That's right. Does that give you a um, a fair advantage over the PlayStation controlling using public? Um, you know, honestly, it might, um, but if, if I find that most people that sort of take fighting games seriously typically have a preferred control scheme, whether that's the stock controller that comes with the system, or if it's one like, um, like this, that's more like a sort of a Sega Saturn controller style, you see? Okay. So... Is it just separate generations or is there like, like if you're like a real fighting game person, are you like arcade game joystick setup or you like PlayStation controller setup? It depends. It's whatever you prefer. Like, so I, so I got into watching like the, the tournament, the Capcom pro tournament at the beginning of this year. And all the professionals, nobody uses the same thing. Some people use arcade sticks. Some oh, people use that's fight interesting. Sta- yeah, some people use fight pads, which is kind of like that second controller I showed you. And some people just use the standard controller. 
So the pros are going at it with their own. Mm-hmm. Well, that's interesting. Because I, I was going to ask, do you think it's fair? Like, would you rather play people that are got the same joystick set up as you? I, I don't really care. Whatever, whatever, any, whatever is comfortable for somebody to play, you know, go for it. Um, and even those arcade sticks like I use, they have a ton of different configurations and button layouts that people prefer and names for them. It's a whole lot to it. Um, is there a setup to more easily do? Um, I'm not sure if you're, I don't know, have we spoken about this before? But in the Hyper Olympics, remember the video game Hyper Olympics? Mm-hmm. And you had to push the buttons to make them run and stuff. Dude, the gnarliest bros at the roller skating rink Mm -hmm. for them to get, you know, a gold medal. They would get out their lighter. And put it between the two buttons. And go with their lighter. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I was, I would have been young, like, you know, seven or something to have, you know, a 40 year old who was probably 13, like go up to the video game and pull out a lighter. And I was just like, this is some outlaw shit. It is. It is. <laughs> I'm when, when I'm going to the canteen, I'm not, I'm not ordering the, uh, just a Coke. I'm getting the one with all the different flavors in it because mm-hmm. this is a place where people, um, they, they let throw lo- down. They let loose. Mm-hmm. So, um, all right. What an interesting look in the in the in the world of 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 fighting games. Yep. And and when we wrap this up, I'm about to make some special modifications to my fight stick to get ready for Street Fighter Six because it's kind of like modifying a skateboard where you can do different wheels and trucks and grip tape and everything. Yeah. There's okay. all kinds of stuff you can modify in a fight stick. I'm going to put in a four pound spring and couple other things test it out you're changing the spring Mm -hmm. no way i would never have guessed it was so um Mm -hmm. hands-on are you oiling the spring are you you stretching it first are you microwaving it so when you think about it right don't don't microwave it by the way when you uh you know this the lever the actual stick on a arcade game Have you ever gone up to a new arcade game and that stick feels like nice and stiff and new, right? Oh, baby. if there's a a one that's um, older and has been beat up, the stick doesn't seem to act like respond as well. That's all the spring. That's the spring that does that. So putting a new spring in, um, I'm trying out like I usually use a two pound spring. I'm going to try out a four pound to see if I like it. Different gauges of spring. Love it. Mm Mm-hmm. Where do you get a spring? Is this a stock spring from a, a Home Depot or you're ordering it from Kenny's arcade supply? So there's two different so there's two different arcade stick vendors I use. One called Focus Attack and one called Arcade Shop. Oh man. You know someone's serious about something when they use the word vendor. Mm-hmm. And so Focus Attack is who I use to have my custom artwork printed for the front of my stick. Focus um, Attack! Yeah, they're cool. And um, I only used... <laughs> Imagine the brainstorming session. What were the ones rejected? Focus attack. And then like... Let me see. I got Why not bag. go for extreme joy? I got a whole bag of extra parts. There's an extra ball top from an arcade stick. 
I got all kinds of extra buttons and stuff. Um, and I only went with Arcade Shock because they were the only place I could find that had green metallic buttons in 30 millimeter. What about this as a, um, a savings opportunity, Hawes? Mm-hmm. Every time you start a new game, you put a quarter in a jar. Man, I have to go to the bank and get a couple of <laughs> quarters before June 2nd. The, the, the laundry mat. Uh-huh. They, yeah. They, they ban you. Um, all right. That's cool. The, yeah. the whole um, the whole tinkering is... Um, mm-hmm. I like that. I like yep. that. Me and my buddy Steve and my buddy Jeff all built new arcade sticks at the beginning of the year. And customize them. I helped Steve design some artwork for his and helped him sort of pick out the, all the buttons for the theme and stuff. And now Randy's doing one too. Randy, um, really? Yeah, for once I got to give Randy technical advice about fight stick stuff. Felt good. Nice. Yep. So Interesting. All right. I'm glad you're all keeping busy. You should do <laughs> Got to do something, buddy. Got to do something. Oh. Uh. Tell me about it. Tell me about it. You know, you got to you got to pass the time between issues of Dirt Bike Monthly, right? Right. Ooh, Fight Stick Monthly. I'm gonna start that. I'm gonna sell two copies a month. Yeah. Uh, you can listen to the podcast Steel Wars. A, a sizzle. Apparently, um, Corey will return next Tuesday afternoon. Ooh, on um on on a YouTube and podcast. Uh, after, but uh, his, his work schedule's very busy, and it, yeah, and his home time conflicts with um, being kind of quiet in the house time or being able to focus on doing a podcast, even when it's like they're in another room. Mm-hmm. I, I can't do it, mm-hmm. they've got to be out or out, <laughs> out or out, yeah, exactly. Um, and, it, and that's hard to schedule around the second out because it's um it's it's it can be um sporadic. Uh, but thanks so much for the patrons for um supporting all the shows and uh, yeah three bucks you can unlock, subscribe, download all thirty. Buddy, you got yourself a stew. You sure do. Cheers. See you guys. May that force be with you. Bye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.